to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. Uh, Mel. <laughs> I'm Tammy. Wait, what am I supposed to go first? No, Mel's in Sorry. slow motion. <laughs> uh, Mel, I hope you're okay. I'm the one who's sick this week. <laughs> Barely okay. Aw. And we have a very special guest, returning guest this week. It's Will. Yay. It's Yay. Wacky Will. You can be Wacky Will. Yay. Oh, I don't get a snake name. Uh, you can be, oh, what's the snake that begins with W? I don't know. You could be Sidewinder Will. There you go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's that pretty cool. <laughs> you could be like a character from Briscoe County with that name. Sidewinder Will. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Will. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I am loving this show. <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad to hear it. I know Tammy's very excited about this episode because she sent me a message during this week. And what did your message say, Tammy? Just something like, oh, my God. It was basically, what the fuck? That was, yeah. That was and then the I had to be very careful because I was like, well, I don't know if she's halfway through the episode or not. So I was like, what, what do you mean? And then oh, you basically God. told me what you said about because I didn't want to go, oh, you mean Luke getting shot? And you'd be like, what? I haven't got that yet. What? Oh, <laughs> no, I, mess- I messaged you at the end of the episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> I waited, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, um, are you watching along with us, or have you watched all the episodes so far? No, I watched all the episodes. I know. <laughs> I, I watched, like, the first six, and then took a few weeks, and then watched the final seven, whatever. And you're, you're like, I can't wait. I, I must I watch myself <laughs> on Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> It used to be on my screen every day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, also, so, so we'll, um, you know, obviously you're not going to spoil us, but how how are you ranking the Netflix Marvel series so far then, now that you've watched all of um, Luke Cage? I know, I would put Luke Cage right up there with Jessica Jones. That's, you know, after Jessica okay. Jones, that show is definitely my favorite one, but I would put Luke Cage right up there. It's, it's different, but... Yeah. And Daredevil's at the bottom, right? Oh, I know Daredevil yeah. love. <laughs> yep. Poor Daredevil. I, I don't mind. People can have opinions that are different from mine. <laughs> Just means you're wrong. But, you know, you can have these opinions. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Iron Fist will be above Daredevil just because I like the character. Aww. I like Finn Jones. <laughs> Why are you trying to hurt me, Will? Why are you trying to hurt me? What's going on? Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't want to do cosplay at London Comic Con with you anymore where we're going to dress up as as luke and jessica (laughs) push push a little baby carriage (laughs) oh dear so um i should say i am super sick i was actually off work yesterday um i've been battling cold i've been hanging out with small children this is why you should never hang out with small children because they are germ farms and so i'm sick so if i cough i will try and mute myself and i've said uh to uh, my co-host, if I die mid-episode, uh, Tammy's in charge. I'm kind of regretting that now because I think Tammy's already <laughs> crazy with power. <laughs> um, and I'm going to leave Matt and Mel uh, everything I own. Oh, and wow. uh, oh. apart from my little Luke Cage figure, because that goes to Will, obviously. <laughs> um, right, so a quick bit of news for this week. Not that much. Um, there's been some new set photos from the Defenders um, released, which shows characters we were expecting to see. Uh, so nothing really, really spoilery. Um, but yeah, it's just cool to see that they are filming it. Um, I think on the Defenders TV podcast 
Facebook the other day, they one of the listeners mentioned that he they were actually filming it outside where he lives because there was the signs up saying group therapy. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's just exciting. It's being filmed like right now, and I just I just want it here now, right now. Um, I wonder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I wonder, go on, no. Um, how long it will take? Like, how many episodes in will it take for like this person to meet this person or this person? You know. For them all to be together. Are they all going to be in every episode? I don't know. It would would kind of suck if they only are all together in the last episode. Because I, like I've said before, I just want the whole series to be interactions between, like, the four main characters, you know? I just want them all bitching at each other. That's all I want. I don't even mind if they don't really fight any villains. Just them bitching (laughs) and, and, oh... I just want it to be like they're all on an episode of like Jerry Springer and they're just all like me, 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 me. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. You're not the father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Mel? I was throwing furniture at each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh Luke just randomly picks up another another sofa and spins with it and throws it out a window. <laughs> 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 um, so another bit of news. Uh, it was sort of when they announced phase three of the films, which feels so long ago, of the Marvel films, you know, when they announced Civil War and all that, um, on the roster was an Inhumans film. And that was kind of removed quietly from the sort of upcoming film roster um, a while ago. Uh, sort of around the time, I think, they, they introduced the Inhuman characters into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. And people wondered what was happening with that because they've introduced the Inhumans into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they're not the sort of main characters from the the Inhumans, like the royal family from the Inhumans, which are sort of the main characters that you would imagine would be featured in a, a movie of the Inhumans. So it's been announced that, um, and I might get the details of this wrong, as I said, I am sick, so I wrote it down very quickly. Um, it has been, the Inhumans film's been replaced. They're going to do a, a TV series and there's going to be the pilot of the TV series is going to be shown in um, in IMAX. So I believe it's going to be like uh, a pilot, but the pilot's actually a movie. So, yeah. And my understanding, I didn't yeah. read a lot about it, but my understanding, too, is it's like not going to be considered a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But I'm like, but that doesn't. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is pretty much all about Inhumans right now. Like, that's yeah. all it is. So the fact that they're making it specifically not a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm like, if you guys just don't like what you produced as far as producing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then take take it away. Like, I don't... It's like they shun that TV show. Well, the sort of in, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in humans are more like mutants, really, aren't they? I mean, they're the... They really are, like, the mutants of the MCU. Um, they haven't brought in any of the, the kind of... Um, royal family of the Inhumans there's nothing about them living on the side of the moon or wherever they live in the comics I can't remember yeah, um, like they, they all like you could either be born as an Inhuman but it didn't actually activate till mm-hmm. something else happened like you had to have something already in your DNA to make you Inhuman Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, which is already confusing to me, at least, who does not read the comics at all. I'm Tammy, like, Tammy, oh. you have to have alien DNA. Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Tammy and I have been talking a lot about alien DNA in the last week, covering the final episode of The X-Files. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> it's over, Tammy. It's over. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the the thing I kind of think is that if they are doing the pilot that's going to be in cinemas are going to release theatrically, then they must have something theatrical planned, which would to me suggest they're going to go with the, the most well-known characters who are the, the royal family, Black Bolt, Medusa, um, and that's much more set in the kind of cosmic side of the marvel universe so we're talking space and that is cinematic obviously because you can do a lot of cool stuff in space as we saw in guardians of the galaxy however it's also a tv series and that means it's going to have less of a budget than a movie so that would suggest it's not going to be so much in space unless they're kind of just running around corridors in a spaceship or whatever i i so i just i I can't really imagine what it's going to be you know um because it's going to have to be effects heavy with characters like Medusa, who basically has living hair and can, you know, beat people up with her hair. I'd love to be able to do that. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with it. I'm not massively excited because the Inhumans, the whole cosmic side of Marvel is not something I, I enjoy as much as like the street level stuff, as we said before. But it'd be interesting to see, to see how they're going to do it and how much it's going to tie in with agents of shield like you were saying tammy yeah it it they almost make it sound like it's not going to tie in at all and it just that makes no sense to me to have Mm -hmm. another tv show about inhumans made by marvel and the two shows not really be intertwined yeah unless they don't call it inhumans maybe they yeah yeah maybe it's something else i don't know i don't know um, I still, I'm still excited that we're going to see a iteration of Black Bolt because then my my drawing I did of uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil in the Marvel becomes complete because we then have Daredevil as the the see no evil, we have Hawkeye as the hear no evil because he's deaf, and then we have Black Bolt as the speak no evil. And my dream is to see them, those three in cosplay together someday at a convention. <laughs> I have Black small dreams. The one that never talks. He never talks because yeah. even if he whispers, he can like blow up a planet or something, I think, which is pretty cool. That would be a cool power to have. I wonder have how well. he discovered his power. <laughs> just slip up one day. He's like, uh, he's like Alanis Morissette uh, as God. In Dogma. In Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like the best version of God ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just so happy and she wears a ballerina skirt. <laughs> um, so that is our news for the week. So now it's time for me to hand over to Tammy to tell us all about music and stuff. That's what I'm going to call your segment, Tammy's music and stuff. <laughs> um, also, well, you're sounding much healthier this week, Tammy. Your your cold has gone. I can oh, yeah. Tell. Gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I have um, uh, gotten over that <laughs> really deep cold I had. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so the episode this week is Manifest, and um, I had two sets of lyrics that I pulled, uh, one that I felt represented Luke and another one that represented uh, Cottonmouth. So Luke's was, uh, so let me uplift and shift my gift. Let's go to the fullest capacity. I got tenacity because I have to be the brother who must live and give with self with much insight, foresight to ignite, excite and delight, and you might gain from it or feel pain from it because I'm ultimate and I'm about to let off knowledge, wisdom, understanding, truth with proof. So won't you throw a hand up in the air, put up a peace sign. Which I was like, oh, that's so Luke. Uh, that's all he wants to do. 
And then, uh, this was Cottonmouth. I guess you figured and hoped to be dope as me. ID, you flee. Because the pressure's too much for you. I'm your professor. I got the touch to do more than more than the rest who fess and can't compete. I'm elite. I'll defeat, delete, and mistreat. Uh, make mincemeat of other fools. Because I'm the brother who'll snatch up the funds and make lonely ones. I meant it really because I'm clearly obsessed. These are the words that I manifest. Nice. And then he yeah, said, that's... ow, my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely um, done, Tammy. I can see your, your rap skills have, have been growing in the last two weeks. <laughs> well, you know, Rough Destroyer's got to come out sometime, so. <laughs> um, so the uh, other thing, there's a couple of songs that get played mm-hmm. in the background. And they're awesome. songs. Yeah, that gets played. It's really good. Um, we also get D-Nice again, which is awesome. Um, but the song that uh, Cottonmouth keeps playing is uh, by John Lee Hooker mm-hmm. called Bad Like Jesse James. So I put that song up on the Facebook group as well. Oh, thanks. Um, Such a good song. So, I've had John Lee Hooker in the in the series before. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I think it was at Pop's funeral they had the song before. And yeah, he's great. I was like loving the music this episode because you have him and then you have Nina Simone at start who yeah. I love Nina Simone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah, so those were the kind of bigger music, music things I picked out. So, but mm-hmm. um, I'm really concerned about maybe not getting musical guests anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen with Harlem Paradise. And so I'm just, I'm very concerned this episode. That's we all. Ha- <laughs> we haven't seen like that place full of people besides maybe like yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. It's just too yeah. expensive for all those uh, those extras, I guess. Well, you've got Justin Bieber appearing there next week, so... Uh, oh, yeah, that's going to be my favorite one, right? <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell us some of them Justin Bieber lyrics, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. I know every single... I know. Baby, 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 oh. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Baby, I... baby, baby, so... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you'll tell us all the beaver Maybe. <laughs> there you go. I think I just did. <laughs> nice. So uh, this week's episode is episode seven, Manifest. And this episode was written by Akila Cooper and directed by Andy Goddard, returning director. And the quick synopsis is Mariah's political career comes under fire and Cottonmouth picks up information that could put Luke on the run. So at the start of the episode, Nina Simone is playing. I drew a little heart in my notes. And then we see Zip (laughs) and his crew selling guns. And then Luke just arrives and everyone but Zip runs. And then Zip's like, meh, Cottonmouth's got out. Whatevs. (laughs) And then, like, runs off. (laughs) Were you guys surprised that Cottonmouth got out so early? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I thought he was going to stay in jail. Like five minutes into the episode or less. Yeah, and he's already gotten out. I, I kind of, I think at this point as well, I was I was surprised that he'd gotten out, but I was thinking, well, so maybe we're going to have this much longer time for Luke trying to take him down again, and it's going to go all the way through the season because just, like, nothing sticks to Cottonmouth while Luke keeps trying to take him down. And then by the end of this episode, you're just like, oh, well, I guess Luke doesn't have to worry about Cottonmouth anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's kind of fun with what happens in this episode after... Uh, what we were saying last week and what Nutty predicted that she believed that um, she had a feeling that Cottonmouth wasn't actually the one to be worried about. It was actually Mariah. So Nutty, you were right. You get 10 points. 
points mean prizes or something. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, so, Misty, meanwhile, is sitting in her office staring through the glass at uh, Cottonmouth. And then the captain warns her um, about getting aggressive with Cottonmouth and him and Mariah kind of facing off through the glass. And then uh, she goes in the in the room as well and they have a little bit, little bit of a face-off. And then Cottonmouth is released to a crowd of press while he and Luke glare at each other kind of across the street. And then we get yeah, the credits. Once, once uh, Cottonmouth called wo- uh, women bitches, I was like, oh, I hate you, Cottonmouth. And look what happens. I hate them. And then they die. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, you have so much power. I'm, I'm scared. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember her name, but I call her Kima because she was Kima on the wire. I can't remember her name either. I call her Captain Kima in my notes because everyone calls her Kima, like in our feedback. I love her voice. I love the way she speaks. She's so awesome. Yeah, Yeah, she's got a great voice. It was like um, in the in the scene later where obviously she's she's uh, fired, and then we get this new. uh, person Ridley come in and I remember when I watched this I was like uh, who the hell is this person replacing my <laughs> beloved <laughs> captain because it's just kind of like I don't like this new person I loved uh, I loved the captain I think she's great mm. and yeah. this new person was like the last face we saw in the cold open too wasn't it Mm-hmm. yeah I think so we're yeah because like, you see her getting out of the car and kind of giving yeah, we're like, giving them a look are we, like, they like made a point to go on her face and then go to credits we're like Who's that? <laughs> yeah. when, when I saw her, I'm like, is she like Missy Knight's mom or cousin or sister? Because she looks, they look very similar, like their their hair and some of their expressions. So I just assumed she was related to Misty, but nope, not at all. <laughs> no, they used to know each other, though. Like she says she was her lieutenant at the yeah. 34th, I think she said. And her name uh, is Priscilla, is it? Priscilla Ridley, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They both have names that I like. I like the names Mercedes and Priscilla. Maybe they're trying to, like, outstyle each other. Maybe they're like, I like the style, but I'm going to try to be like you. No, 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 no. I'm going to try to be like you. And then they're trying to look at each other. And then when uh, Misty gets her sweet robot arm, Ridley's going to be like, oh, man, I can't beat that. <laughs> well, I've got a robot head. Yeah. <laughs> She'll chop off her own arm, but there won't be any more robot arms to go around. <laughs> Tony Stark's like, sorry, I'm all out. <laughs> I gave one to the Winter Soldier and I gave one to Misty Knight. Because <laughs> I only had two. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Cottonmouth is watching the news with Shades and he's like kind of laughing at how at the outcome. We find out Domingo got his guns back, so everything should work out. So he's like, hey, where's my Judas bullet? But Shades says, nope. Uh, Diamondback won't give um, Cottonmouth the Judas bullet until the heat dies down on Cottonmouth. And then he says this weird thing about, Shade says that Luke Cage is ice cream, because he says he can't have luxuries, he can only have basics so he says Luke Cage is ice cream Um, so he needs to be concentrating on steak and I was like, "Uh, steak is also a luxury I would consider, (laughs) like, wouldn't you say like, potatoes or something? Doesn't he realise Luke Cage's coffee? Doesn't he get that? He's so (laughs) coffee I don't know, it seemed like a weird thing to be like um you know, it's like Luke Cage's ice cream. You need to be focusing on caviar. I don't know. Just like <laughs> I don't know. He should have said something like meat and you know, like potatoes or something. Something. Finish your pizza and beer first. Pizza and beer, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I got a question for you guys. If Luke Cage and Tammy might have answered it for herself already, 
If Luke Cage was an ice cream flavour, Will, what flavour ice cream would Luke Cage be? Ice cream flavour. He would be... My favorite flavor of ice cream is called <laughs> it's called Millennium Crunch by Bluebell. Oh, that's so delicious! That good. It's got nuts and <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get it here in Portland. So I haven't had it in like years. Oh no! Oh, no. If oh, no. anyone's listening and can get hold of some of the ice cream and send it to Will, let us know. <laughs> I would be grateful for you. I feel like I feel like so since Tammy was like Luke Cage's coffee, like there should be some sort of coffee flavor in this ice cream. There's coffee ice cream. Yeah, yeah but it's like coffee chocolate ice cream or something crazy. Oh, like the uh, the Dale Cooper um, cocktail you get at the Double R Club because that's coffee. Um, it's kind of like coffee, chocolate, and cherry. It should be like 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 super decadent. Ooh. Let's get it. It's got yeah. a bit of like gold leaf in it. <laughs> no, that would be more like cotton mouth. Like you'd put gold leaf in your ice cream for cotton mouth because that's what you want. <laughs> you eat it with a spoon carved out of diamonds. You'd have to. Ooh, you'd have to add candy canes in there for a Christmas flavor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cute. And it could just be fun. Christmas coffee. Oh, Christmas coffee. Oh, yeah. Right, we need to market this. We're going to write to Netflix and say, look, can we... You haven't released enough merchandise for the Netflix shows, guys. I know you've released Funko Pops, but what about ice cream? (laughs) I think you're missing a market. Obviously, Jessica's would be like some kind of booze-flavoured ice cream. Hmm. Yeah. Rum raisin. Yeah, for amazing. <laughs> uh, and obviously, Matt Murdock's would like taste of Catholic guilt. <laughs> Whatever that tastes like. It has to be like a really bland. <laughs> yeah. It has to be a really strong mint flavor. So. No, it has to be bland. So it like, makes you cry. It's going to be bland. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know Will just sent us a link to his uh, Millennium Crunch. I know we have Bluebell here in Florida, at least at the supermarket. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Tammy can be your ice cream dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Push your lady. Yeah. So this is where Cottonmouth kind of explodes with anger. Um, and then he tells Shades to tell, uh, to tell Diamondback that he needs to holler at him. And I don't know if you guys thought, because when I was watching this... I was really thinking, and I won't say if I'm wrong or right, this is difficult. This is why I was really thinking that Shades was Diamondback. Because yeah. we get a lot of Shades saying, Diamondback didn't want you to do that. Diamondback says this, Diamondback says that. So I wondered what you guys thought about that. I have a psychic link with Diamondback. <laughs> i got Diamondback in my pocket. <laughs> Hey, it's me. <laughs> I didn't understand Shade's half of this episode. I was like, there were things he did, like, even when, later on uh, when he's talking to Mariah, I still, I'm like, I still don't understand what his plan was for Mariah. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. I, I think I get it. Yeah. Okay, good. Then you Cotton, can explain it to me. <laughs> Cotton up is too hard to control, so he's, like, putting his all his chips on Mariah instead. I mean, because I feel like it was a fluke that she went and killed Cottonmouth. Like, that, that he had nothing to do with that. So I'm just like... Oh, but he, he did say to her, like, about what she might find when she 
let's go type thing. So yeah, maybe it, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I feel like she could have been thinking about that. Yeah. When yeah, she did that, it was kind of spur of the moment, you know? Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think she, I mean, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, when yeah. it happens. But, yeah, I, I think she just completely lost it. I don't think it had anything to do with what Shades told her at all. I like that Shades I, is, like, creep because I think you said this in your message to oh, me, Tammy, didn't you? That he's yeah. just creeping around. Shades is being shady, you said. Yeah. <laughs> just creeping around everywhere. Um, so Cottonmouth <laughs> opens this. Oh, go on, Matt, sorry. I was just going to say, holy crap, there are a lot of nuts in this ice cream, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Pecans, almonds, and walnuts. Oh, yummy. That's, like, amazing. (laughs) I need to try some. Field trip. Yeah, field trip to To the the factory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, this is when Cottonmouth opens this this little case, which I was like, oh my god, it's so pretty, I want one. Because um, it just had like all these, it looked like like almost like bullets or studs or something on the outside, it was really pretty. Uh, I was expecting him to get like the cube out of Hellraiser out of it or something though. Um, and he opens this, this case and takes out a revolver. And we get a cool shot that while he's doing this, the reflection in the mirror has him wearing, the, wearing Biggie's crown. And he points the revolver at the mirror. And then we see a little flash of little little cotton mouth pointing the same gun. So we're like, ooh. I, I really like that. I really like that. Like being able to see him as this like king, you know, this kingpin type character, and then like seeing this flash of this like scared little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he is just the same I mean Yeah. You do kind of you you feel bad for both him and Mariah in this episode, I think. Like he Yeah. They neither of them really had a choice. Well, mm, yeah, we can just talk about it later. Uh, yeah. So, Bobby and Luke are in pops, and they're discussing Cottonmouth getting free. And then Claire appears and is like, "Hey, I'm still here, and I'm still your Jiminy Cricket, Luke." And then she says, <laughs> uh, "She's totally the Jiminy Cricket in this episode." And she's like, "Hey, you can still do something." And he's like, "No, I can't." And then we get a mention of Daredevil. That's quite cool. Where. Luke mentions about the cat running around beating people up, and obviously I just think of an actual cat beating people up. <laughs> um, and Claire challenges him, uh, what's he afraid of? And then the phone rings, and they just let Bobby get it. I was like, he's an old man, Luke. Why don't you get the bloody phone? <laughs> well, you know, they're having a conversation, Claire. They can't no. be bothered. They're just staring <laughs> at each other at that point. <laughs> Sorry, what um, were you going to say, Tammy? Yeah, so... Luke's whole thing is like, oh, I, I handed Cottonmouth over to the cops. They can't do anything. And I'm like, Luke, you used to be a cop. And later on, I guess he was, we find out he was like a sheriff or something. And I'm like, you know how this works. If they don't have enough evidence, they can't keep him there. Like, mm-hmm. And the only evidence they had was a, a dirty cop's diary. That mm-hmm. was it. Like, that's all they had. So yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, I guess I understand Luke's frustration, but at the same time, I'm like, you, you're you not really giving them a whole lot to go on either. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's Claire kind of challenging him to say that the only way he's going to be able to, I mean, she says it later, the only way he's going to be able to really catch out Cottonmouth or really stop the corruption that's going on is to have all the people behind him. Like she says, if you were to lead a, a revolution, you know, everyone else would follow. And he... He just wants to believe that he can just hand Cottonmouth over and that'll be that. But obviously yeah. it's not enough. Um, but yeah, also he should have gone and picked up the phone. I was very angry on Bobby's behalf. 
I just imagine Bobby being like, God damn, I've got arthritis in my knees and everything, and I'm old man. And I've had to do up the whole of Pops on my own because Luke's running around doing whatever. <laughs> so there was no evidence from uh, what's-his-face that... Uh... No, the only thing they handed over was just the the book. No, mm-hmm. not him. Not the guy. Oh. The, guy the other guy. The corrupt guy who she got on tape confessing. Oh, well, that would have just been that he was... Um, a uh, a, yeah, he was corrupt. No, not on that tape. And so he'd probably just silence. I think he just said that they were in Cottonmouth's pocket. But that just yeah. really really incriminates the cops it doesn't actually if he doesn't actually turn over and say well this is what cottonmouth had me do mm-hmm. then no and it seems like like even the um funeral parlor guy he's just taking the rap for everything you know that he's done so he's not blaming cottonmouth either they're all still very scared of him so also nobody's the, um... turning running over you know yeah we'll talk a little bit later about the lawyer that cottonmouth has because that's interesting. <laughs> mm. Spoilers. So, uh, <laughs> on the phone... <laughs> say, guys, I'm really sick. <laughs> I'm kind of a bit dosed up on flu meds at the moment. So, when um, Luke picks up the phone, it's Cottonmouth, and he's offering a par... A, I, I can't say it. A par- parlay. I want to say, say parley. A parley. A parley uh, <laughs> to Luke, and Luke agrees. <laughs> My, as I said, my only like knowledge about a parley is parley. Sorry, is from Pirates does, Caribbean. Does that come from the French word for speak? Speaking, yeah, it does. So, I think one of your cats agrees as well. Yes, you heard him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very annoying today. He's correcting my pronunciation. <laughs> uh, so. Misty is staring at her evidence wall, trying to will Graham it, and then she and the captain discuss the case. <laughs> You're right. No, the cat. He's just really, really annoying today. Oh. <laughs> so this is where we find out that the captain has been let go because of Scarf, and Priscilla Ridley from Internal Affairs uh, is going to talk to Misty, and Misty is adamant that Cottonmouth still needs to pay. And this is when we meet uh, Priscilla Ridley, a.k.a. Inspector Gadget. Do-do-do-do-do, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do. What if, by the end of the episode, she revealed she actually had superpowers, she had Inspector Gadget powers, and she flew <laughs> off because she had, like, a helicopter that grew from her head? <laughs> Would you be delighted or horrified, guys? <laughs> I'd be like, this like, show jumped the shark. <laughs> 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 so uh, at Mariah's, she is visited by Damon Boone, who we've heard mention of before in this in the uh, the series, and the press is all there. And uh, Mariah's very sneaky because they're all like accusing, saying, you know, was was all your um, stuff funded by drug money? And then she says, my cousin has never been accused of selling drugs. She doesn't say he say he's never sold drugs. She just said he's never been accused of selling drugs. Um, we can imagine he probably hasn't. They don't have evidence. So exactly. They, you know, they let him go. And yeah, yeah. That is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, away from the cameras, Mariah's less friendly to Boone, and he's basically like, hey, why don't I take your seat and I'll make sure that all your stuff gets through. Um, but really it's because he wants to see her, her full. Uh, and then out of nowhere, shades of bits, out of the shadows. <laughs> 
He's actually a teleporter. <laughs> he appears to talk to Mariah. <laughs> I love Shades in this episode. He's just so sneaky. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> I swear he's like one of my favourite characters of the show. <laughs> Their place, or her place, really looks like the uh, the Underwoods apartment from House of Cards. I don't know if I said that last episode. Oh, does it? But... Mm, that's interesting. So Cottonmouth would feel at home there because mm. he's in House of Cards, oh, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I've never seen House of Cards because I'm scared of Kevin Spacey. You can be. Yeah. Did you want to ask about this? No, I just. Whatever. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Mel had a question, but I guess not. Oh, Mel sounded really sad then. <laughs> no, no, well, there was a word that I was like, I don't know about this word. Maybe this suit should be a word that I should. Oh, ask yeah, about. I think it's, it's the. Called- oh, Marangi. Yeah, and I looked it up, and I saw, like, a bunch of, like, it was, like, a family name, but it's also, like, a place in Louisiana, like, in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so what does it, yeah. it refer to? So, when- so, yeah, and I don't know if they've referenced Boone being from, or out, I mean, like, the only thing I thought I'm, like, because I, I didn't bother looking up the character that much, sorry, uh, but <laughs> I was, like, I wonder if Boone, the reason it's so important for him not to be on the council and for Mariah to stay in the council is she's grown and raised in Harlem and he is from outside of Harlem. Mm-hmm. So like maybe he's from new Orleans or something. And then, you know, kind of coming in and just moved to New York and maybe that would be a reference, but I'm like, I don't know if we've heard too much about Boone or his character to, to even know where he would be from. I don't think Other we've heard fact- where he's from. I think we only heard that yeah. she kind of screwed him over before somehow and yeah. i think that's why he's getting this revenge now um because she was asked yeah. about him by the uh the reporter tembi yeah last week mm-hmm. like she mentioned boone but i don't i'm pretty sure they didn't mention new orleans yeah because that was the only thing i i could think of because yeah i saw the same thing as i was just mm. a place in new orleans mm. and, and the way the the um the subtitles were on netflix is that Meringue or whatever was capitalized like mm-hmm. it was either a person place or thing <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, I didn't yeah. get it I don't know guys I'm sorry I'm going to leave it up to no. our listeners <laughs> okay. that's, that, that's, that's pretty good that we think that he's not from around there I think that's a good explanation I think that would make sense because she's so um, like you know keeping Harlem for the Harlem Harlemites as she says which I don't know made me laugh the Harlemites. Um, yes. So that would annoy her if he is from outside, because uh, she sees it as, you know, her neighborhood. Um, yeah. So it would make sense. So like, my oh. like thought on him is mm-hmm. like my whole note was just like he is such a weasel. Like he's yeah. so sneaky. I don't like him. But that's just <laughs> so like um, what Mariah's like as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Will. Oh, so she didn't know he was coming, but she played it off like she invited him there. Is that what happened? Yeah, I yeah. think so. They played it off as yeah. like they were pals and, you know, and then as soon as they got behind closed doors, they were just like, true feelings she's came a, out. She's an amazing politician. She's she really, really is. good at what she does. This is why I would love to see what's happening behind closed doors at the moment in politics. I just want to see what really happened behind closed doors in that first meeting between Obama and Trump. <laughs> oh, I'd love to know. Anyway. <laughs> because Obama's face in the photos is just like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ridley and Misty are discussing uh, Luke, 
while he's making his way to the Harlem Paradise to meet up with Cottonmouth. And then Ridley points out that Luke is linked to every part of this case. And then Misty has a little flashback to sexy times with Luke. Thank you very much for that show. That's kind of random. Yeah. She was like, hey, hey, viewers, remember that time when I had sex? I know you guys are like, you know, binge watching this show, apart from uh, Matt Mill and Tammy. But uh, yeah, do you remember (laughs) when I had sex with Luke Cage? Mm. Yep, yep, we do. You did? You? (laughs) You? Oh, oh, that was you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Cottonmouth is playing his his organ in the office, and then we go into a flashback, and we see that uh, we find out lots more about Mama Mabel, and you guys wanted to know about Mama Mabel. So, what did you think about this scene? Because we obviously find out quite a lot about this, like with the the brothel next door and everything. I was like, that Uncle Pete's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, he's a sweetheart. He just wants Cottonmouth to be a famous uh, pianist. Yeah, he just, I mean, you know, he just he's just really friendly with Mar- Mar- Mariah. Like, he's just really nice to her. He just wants to give her a hug, you know. What a nice guy. <laughs> Rewatching it to take my notes, like the actress that plays uh, young Mariah, like the looks she gives mm-hmm. to Pete, oh, I didn't... I didn't notice it the first time when I watched it. I guess I just more was focused on um, Cottonmouth. But, um, yeah, watching her really look and just be, like, totally disgusted with Pete um, was, yeah. was nice. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for Raya and Cornell. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I actually don't really hate Mama Mabel either. <laughs> yeah. I love that, like, she has ways of dealing with things, like, you know, when... Um, because obviously in this in this as well we get the uh, uh, we we get Pop and Donny enter and it was like oh little Pop oh yeah and um and like she sends Pop away but uh, because like Donny's obviously been doing stuff with drugs she's just like well I'm gonna deal with this I'm gonna snip your finger off with some pruning shears it's like uh, okay and like and and it was like no big deal she like did it just. It wasn't even like she thought about it. She just grabbed the pruning shears, cut his finger off. I was like, oh, my God, this she's so crazy. But, you know, later on when we see her take care of, um, who does she take care of? Sister brother? Sister boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, when Shades talks about Mama Mabel, it's like she had a way of dealing with things. But at the same time, she really looked after their community as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think it's the scene where she mentions it, but I don't understand a lot of media that has criminals in it. Uh, they like they have their criminals draw the line at drugs, and I don't understand why. They're like killing, prostitution, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, it's all good, but drugs? Oh fuck no! We, we never do <laughs> drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah, I've noticed that as well, and I. I guess maybe because like drugs, you can get addicted to them and it can uh, affect like, I guess like there's a, uh, there's a chance that you yourself, if you're selling them, then you yourself could become addicted to them. So it could screw you up that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I guess. Maybe they don't want to contribute to that spreading in the community. Yeah. True yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. They'll kill as many people in the community as they want. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, we also find out here that uh, Pete is her brother-in-law. Because when I was watching this the first time, I was like, are they married? Like, what's going on? Like, is the, it, like who, who's related to who? I was really confused. Um, yeah. And poor 
little cotton mouth. Uh, so Pete is trying to protect him, but Mum um, Mabel wants him to know all about the, the business. And then we can just hear Donnie being beaten out the back. And then Cottonmouth comes in with bloody hands and sits at the, the keyboard again. I felt really bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. She did try to, like, comfort him or something. But yeah. it's always I after she's guess. made him do something terrible. Like, she yeah. later on she <laughs> slaps him and then she's like... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me stroke your face. I'm sorry, baby. You know, it's like, well, it's no good after you've made him do something horrific. Like, that, that's exactly what abusive relationships. Oh are yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because then she's just, just rewarding him for. Yeah, they just lure you in, push you away, then lure you back in. Yeah, with like a false sense of security. Yeah, you just think Cottonmouth could have been someone different. He could have been like, you know, a world famous musician. He could have been playing at the Harlem Paradise instead. What if he ever gets tempted to like just go and like uh, have a little tinkle of the ivories on the stage at Harlem's Paradise? <laughs> he probably wishes he was on stage every time he looks at those people that perform. He's probably like, oh, I could be down there with uh, with Jadena. Aww. So we get that great shot as well that in the present his like hands are shaking kind of at the memory of beating up Donnie. Uh, so Luke appears out of nowhere and like, hey, I'm here to take you in. And then this is when we find out that Cottonmouth has quite a lot of information on Luke that he obviously got from Shades. And he calls him Carl. Yep. Yeah. And he, he's going to threaten to out him and says he now owns him. And if he refuses to work for him, then he'll send Carl back to Seagate. Um, and this and this is where he he says something about him having been a sheriff. Yeah, well, he says something like, uh, "Yeah, he calls him the sheriff. You ain't a sheriff so anymore." I, like, I think he's just saying know. sheriff though, like a cop. I think it's oh okay because like he's like the the sheriff of the town. It's more like a you know he's like the the sheriff of this wild west town, which is Harlem. Because even like the music in the show sometimes has these sort of western. You know, Ennio uh, Morricone type music to it, like a spaghetti western, you know. Uh, so I think it's just another one of those influences they're bringing in. Um, yeah, and when. Sheriff. I thought it meant sheriff just meant like he was cleaning up Harlem. Is that what you Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, I think it's well, just that. I was completely confused. I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't Luca just a cop? Like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if he was a sheriff as well. <laughs> in Georgia um, so when Luke leaves he looks all dejected and sad and Cottonmouth laughs because he laughs at everything do you guys um, really think that Cottonmouth would have actually turned him in I don't know because Luke calls him out and says that he's not a snitch yeah. I think he would have because it's different with with Luke You know, he's messed up things up for him so bad I guess, but if the guy got out of um, Seagate before, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it was just kind of weird. I was like, I wonder if he's just kind of, like, if Luke were to have called his bluff on that, like, I don't know if he actually would have or not. I don't know. I, I feel like I mean, he... I, I guess we'll never know, but... <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Um, so, Shades is still at Mariah's, and he says, hey, do you remember me? 
And then when he said that, when I first watched this, I was like, oh, was he in that scene with like little Cottonmouth and little Shay, uh, a little uh, Mariah? So I felt That's like, I yeah, I was like, if I rewind it, is there going to be this little kid wearing a little pair of shades, <laughs> like little shades? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says he, he grew up on the streets uh, when the Stokes name meant something. Um, and he says as well that, you know, he didn't have much, but Mama Mabel was always there to, to help. So like Tammy mentioned, and it would have been cool if we saw a little flashback of like little shades. I kind of I wonder if in like the episode with uh, with Pop, um, you know, when, uh, in episode two, when you see the flashbacks of little little Pop, maybe there's a little shades in the background. I forgot Aww. to check. Oh, little shades. The adventures, <laughs> the adventures of little shades. Oh, <laughs> So um, Mariah goes to slap Shades, but he stops her and then he tells her, how does it feel to be powerless? And he says, you'll be surprised at what you're capable of. So he's putting that idea in her head already. So he's kind of like the little puppet master here, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. really wondering when we're going to see his boss. <laughs> if we have to. Maybe we've he's... seen his boss already, Matt. Yeah, well, he can't be the boss because you've already said it and that would be a spoiler. Well, I'm trying to foil it, it might be a... Spoiler, spoiler. I, I feel like I know who his boss is. Who? <laughs> I feel like it's that dude at the end that shot Luke. Ooh, that random dude. Bullseye. Uh, oh, I should have said that. Do oh. Oh, okay. the, the, uh, the boss wouldn't do something to himself. I don't know. I, I don't... I mean, because he's not going to have Shades do it, because he, he knows who Shades is. Like, I don't know. I just... I, I think that's who it is. Mmm... <laughs> I will put it in my predictions notebook or something that doesn't exist. Tammy predicts <laughs> predicts gun dude because diamonds. Because he knew what the bullet was at the end too. Like he just I don't know. Maybe Shades hired him though. You, I don't think Shades would hire that dude. I don't know. Some <laughs> random, no, <laughs> look how look Shades was working semi with Tone, and look how that turned out. Well. I don't oh, know poor Tone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh luke is at pops and he's starting to pack and then claire appears again and goes hey give a little whistle because she's totally his jimmy cricket <laughs> i really want to draw like luke wearing like pinocchio's outfit and then like a little teeny tiny claire on his shoulder because <laughs> she's just Aww. his jiminy cricket i love it um and he uh she's like hey are you running and then I, I remember thinking, if she says, if you run, you'll be running for the rest of your life, I'm going to be like, oh, because it's such a cliche. And then she does say it. <laughs> I just think that's such a cliched line. You know, it's like, OK, all right, Confucius or whatever. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he uh, so Claire tells him that the um, the truth will just make people relate with him more because, you know, everyone has someone they know who's in prison. And if he stands up to Cottonmouth, people will follow him. So what what do you think, true? guys, about this? Because he's spent so much time, like, turning his back on the Carl Lucas side of himself. And we saw at the end of that origin story episode, you know, he said, my name is Luke Cage. What do you mm. think? Like, do you think this is something that would work? Do you think people would um, be upset that he's he's lied? Or do you think it would make him more relatable? I don't... I mean, I, it probably wouldn't change many people's opinion one way or the other. People who were already fans would remain fans, and people who hate him would hate him more, I guess. Would have a reason to hate him. Yeah. 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 We'll have to see. So, 
At Harlem's Paradise, Cottonmouth and Shades are um, watching the DJ practicing. And then Cottonmouth, in his own sort of way, apologizes to Shades. And then he says what's happened. And this is when Shades says, oh, Diamondback didn't want you to tell Luke about Seagate. And then Shades seems really, really worried that Luke's going to run. Mm. And then we get the flashback that Tammy was talking about earlier with, uh, what was her name? Uh, Sister Boy. Sister Boy, yeah. Uh, which uh, Mum Mabel's helping her with some bruises. And then this is when Little Cottonmouth arrives. And um, what does he say? He says something like, maybe Sister Boy needs to learn to, to fight herself and that's when mama mabel slaps him no it's, it's to fight like a man or whatever oh yeah 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 um, then mama mabel slaps him and then she's like oh no yep. let me stroke your face <laughs> well yeah that's because he went with pete to, to spanish harlem with yeah. those puerto ricans gosh oh those puerto ricans <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like he had fun he just hung out with domingo and i like that we get this you know, because it shows how much of a history he and Domingo have. That you know, when we've the only time we've seen them really together is at the club, and like when Domingo is eating his little milky bars and throwing them on the floor, or his Milky Way, sorry. <laughs> um, but they I, obviously I, have this history where they were just sitting watching music videos together. Oh, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, and I think this is why later on, um, uh, Cottonmouth feels even worse about sh- shooting Pete because he's basically the one that got him killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So did he just, like, say that at the time to her to save himself from getting slapped? It just came out, or did he plan on writing Pete out, I wonder? Uh, I feel like he just said it because he was trying to explain why he had been gone so long. I don't don't think he realized that Pete would have gotten in trouble at all, because I I think we, do we find out at one point he was, like, 14 or whatever at the time, so... I, I don't even think he realized, like, the implication of why Pete would have been in Spanish Harlem. Yeah, I don't think he knows, like, the ins and outs of the, the, the you know, the, the business and everything, so... And, and Pete specifically has been trying to keep him out of it, so, mm-hmm. yeah, he's... But Pete also he's took just, him to an audition, which is really sweet of yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was obviously trying to save his own ass, though, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like... Even though he gave, he kind of ratted Pete out, like he might not have done it on purpose, but it was more like you know, like oh, it's, it's not my fault. Like you could still kind of hear that tone, like it's not my fault, it's not my fault. Like yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that, but I don't think he was saying what Pete was doing was wrong, and I don't think he yeah. thought what Pete was doing was wrong. I think he was just trying to explain why they were gone so long. So it wasn't like he was just running the streets without, or you know, or hiding from doing what Mama Mabel wanted him to. It was just, he was with Pete, and Pete was in Spanish Harlem, and that's where they were at. Mm-hmm. You know, after the audition, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yes, trying to cover up for himself, but I don't think... I, I Honestly, I don't think he understood what it meant to be in Spanish Harlem at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, think he, he knew what the consequences of this would be at all. Um... And until later. Um, so, yeah. so back in the present, we see the little kid is still selling Blu-rays of the incident from the first episode. I and I really thought we were going to see um, the other guy we saw in the first episode again. I think his name was Eddie, like the, the blind guy that had the newsstand. Do you remember him? Because him and Luke like seem friendly. 
And then, yeah. like, oh, yeah. he hasn't come back so far, which I, I thought, I remember in the first episode thinking these two would show up again, and obviously this kid has shown up again. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen the other guy. Uh, so this kid, he wants to film, uh, he wants to film Luke. <laughs> Tabby's like, uh, where do I buy this film? <laughs> um, and Luke just wants info from him. He's looking for Domingo. So then we get the scene that we saw part of at the very end of Daredevil season two. If you guys can remember that far back to the little trailer, which was the scene of Luke beating up these guys. Um, it was also featured in the, the trailers for the show as well. So Luke crashes into Domingo's gym and the most awesome music on the soundtrack starts playing. I can't remember what it's called, but I love this music. It's great. This is actually the same set from Daredevil, right? It, it's, it seriously looks like it and they've, <laughs> they've just changed it a bit. <laughs> I was like... Same. I was kind of hoping it was going to be Fogwells and like they completely trash it and then like Matt goes there to train and he's like... Well, it wasn't me this time. Like someone's been, someone's been trashing my gym. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it must be the same set, just redressed, because they would have had to have built a set for this, obviously, rather than use a, an actual location because of the amount of damage they're doing. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it is just the same set redressed. And I'm, I'm actually surprised. I mean, as quick as Luke found Chico that one time, that he couldn't find like Domingo on his own. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the place, because his name is Domingo Cologne, isn't it Cologne's gym? Yeah, it's Cologne's <laughs> gym. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> also, he's Cologne. kind of like, a, a, you know, he's kind, he's kind of a big deal, you know, like Domingo. Yeah. Um, he's whatever bird. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Luke crashes into the gym and everyone starts shooting at Luke. Um, but he man- <laughs> obviously manages to beat them all up. And then he asked Domingo for the guns, and Domingo's like, no, I'm not going to give them to you. And then, like, Luke describes drowning in, like, vivid detail, and Domingo's like, yeah, screw this. <laughs> There's the guns. And then Luke's like, hey, can I have a souvenir Colon's gym hoodie in XXL? And I remember thinking to myself, I bet, like, five seconds after this scene was in this episode, someone created that exact hoodie on, um, on uh, like, Redbubble. I'm sure you'll be asking to buy that hoodie. <laughs> they were just like, and done. So back at the precinct, uh, Bailey is telling Misty that Luke I'll is... Oh, something to say. Oh, go on now. I-, I felt like Luke went way too far there, though. What, with describing <laughs> drowning to Domingo? No, asking for the hoodie. I was like, no, Luke. Like, you're, turning, you're turning into a thug. <laughs> I'm taking this. He just goes through hoodies like anything, you know, like, he must go through so many. I suppose maybe. they kind of own one at this point. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, maybe it's because they shot him up and he just assumes, well, your your guys messed up my current hoodie, so yeah. I need another one. Yeah, I didn't really think about that for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, man, like, why is he taking their hoodies? <laughs> Do you think he has to go, like, bulk shopping at, like, Old Navy, if if they're still open, I don't even know if they are. Like to buy loads of like cheap hoodies. Are Old Navy still open? Are they still a thing? Well, I mean they're still open. I just remember they were a clothes shop when I was in the states, and they were cheap. They are ugly, but they are cheap, just like the puffies they sell. <laughs> um, so what happens next? Oh, so Bailey is telling Misty that Luke is too clean. The only photo of him is his driver's license. 
There's no credit cards, no email addresses. I was like, how would you know his email address anyway? Like, it might not be his name. It could be anything. It could be like iHeartChristmas at whatever.com. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I've got, I've got a question for you guys. On Luke's driver's license, it doesn't give his proper date of birth. It just says 1205. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm so confused. Why don't they... Uh, do, do driver's licenses in the US not have a, a, a year of birth? Or was he born in, in 2005? Or 1905? Is he just super old? <laughs> and does this mean the 5th of December? I'm confused. I'm assuming it does because it's 1205. Yeah, I don't know about the year thing. Yeah. Do you guys I mean, not have, have, like, years on your... Yeah, we do have years. Yeah, we have years yeah. on our... Because I wanted to find out, like, how old he was, so I paused it and looked. So I was like, oh, we're going to find out a year of birth. Nope. Just 12.05? <laughs> He's ageless. He should have been born on Christmas Day. He should be what? should have been born on Christmas Day. <laughs> he so should have. Sweet Christmas Day. <laughs> Aw. He's born on the 5th of December. It's almost his birthday, guys. We'll have to have a party. Mm. <laughs> exactly. My birthday's uh, coming up too. You can celebrate it too. <laughs> yay! When's your birthday, Will? Uh, December seventeen. Oh, awesome! Oh, you're almost a Christmas baby. Almost. You're almost a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Mariah is uh, in the next scene is pleading with her colleague, who's the the chairwoman of the party. Um, on the phone about uh, Cottonmouth's innocence and then we find out that she is expected to resign and then she has another sort of anger fit where she throws the phone across the room but she doesn't actually break down she sees like the photo of Mama Mabel oh she's so good in this scene she kind of you can tell every time she starts to almost break down and cry she sort of like inhales and stops herself and She's just fuming. There's so much anger, and I, I thought she was amazing in this little little scene. I thought I she. Had, sorry, I thought she had been either like crying for a really long time because because there was like teardrops on her chest. It's either she was really sweaty or she was had been crying for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you guys notice that? that there was like like water dripping down her chest. No, mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Maybe that. she spilled her drink. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like anger sweat. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> it was the meat sweats. <laughs> the meat sweats. <laughs> She'd been concentrating on steak and not ice cream. <laughs> oh, dear. When I watched that, I was like, I've been there. I've been that angry where it's like, you can't, you can't cry, you can't barely breathe, you just... Like you're seething, like mm. that's. I, she was excellent. She was so good. Yeah, yeah. I've been there as well, Tammy. <laughs> I think we might have both been there in uh, regards to jobs in our past. Yeah, that could possibly happen. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, maybe. So Cottonmouth is sitting at his his organ playing some uh, some jazz, and then we get our final flashback. We find out that Mama Mabel. Um, used to be married to a guy called Buggy. <laughs> Buggy. <laughs> we shall name our firstborn son Pete and our secondborn Buggy. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and we also find out that she used to be with Pete before she was with Buggy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Um, 
so this is when she confronts him about what Cottonmouth told her. And then uh, Pete says, well, the business should have been mine, mine. And he wants to link the business with uh, the, the colons. <laughs> the colons. colons. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm curious about, sorry, I'm curious about who is whose child. Like, So I know that uh, Cottonmouth is not Mama Mabel's child. So is... Um, Mariah I... is Mem- Mama Mabel's granddaughter. Oh, her granddaughter. Yes. So I, I'm sure she said granddaughter, gran- like grandmother in the last episode. And Cottonmouth, we don't really know because they just say that his mother was a junkie or Mariah says his mother was a junkie and his father didn't want him. But for them to be cousins, it would have to be like another, like maybe Mama Mabel's. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, and unless it's, you know, maybe he's Pete's grandson or something. Who the heck knows? I, mm-hmm. I don't know either. Because yeah. then that would still make them cousins. And yeah. then that would at least maybe explain why Pete has such a connection to him. But who knows? I don't know what they're... But he was also dropped there as a baby, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and maybe because, like, it seems like his mom, like, Mariah said she was a junkie and, like, left little baby Cottonmouth with, uh, with them... Uh, with the Stokes, maybe that's also part of the reason why uh, Mama Mabel's so anti-drugs. Like, maybe it yeah. kind of screwed up both Cottonmouth's mum and his dad's, and, like, one of them was family for Mabel. I don't know, like, maybe that's part of it. We don't really find out. Um, I don't think we find out anymore either, like, as in terms of a very clear who is related to who and how. Um, I can't remember. So, uh, Mabel reveals that her plan is to kill Pete, but not by her own hands, is to get Cottonmouth to do it. Because she wants it to be, presumably, you know, presumably it's because she wants it to be his first kill. And poor little Cottonmouth is shaking and crying. It's so sad. It's really, oh, it's so sad. And Pete is pleading with Cottonmouth to be better than all of them, um, you know, obviously including himself. And Mariah kind of appears and tells him that he deserves it because of what he did to her. And at the time, we don't know much of what that is, but we sort of get an inkling, obviously. Um, and then Mama Mabel tells Cottonmouth to do it, and he shoots Pete twice. And this is when the John Lee Hooker's playing. Um, and Mariah's so cold. She just, I mean, her and Mama Mabel just kind of turn around and go back in the house. So, again, we're starting to get more similarities between Mama Mabel and Mariah. But I was like, I, I was like uh, the like they're in the middle of like this packed neighborhood, like they barely have a backyard. Like what are the neighbors thinking? <laughs> oh, they're probably completely scared of Mama Mabel anyway. Did you, guys, did you guys notice too when Cottonmouth was pointing the gun at uh, Pete, someone in the background, all blurry, opened the shades. Oh that was Mariah. It was Mariah. Was that, was that Mariah? Yeah, because yeah, then she appeared and she saw yeah. what they were going to do and then came down. And to I the guess thought it might have been a neighbor or something. <laughs> Once we found out like what Pete was doing to Mariah, I I understood why she was so cold oh, when yeah. he was he was being killed. Like I didn't take it as she was like Mama Mabel. I took. Oh it no, as, I, you can. I mean, like, what I mean is her reaction is. Is yeah. the same as Mama Mabel's in that obviously Mabel also knows what oh, he's yeah. been doing because we find yeah. out that's why she was yeah. sending Mariah away. So it makes sense that they've both got such a cold so reaction. Really, Pete, Pete was lucky to have lived as long as he did. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And it was must have been like he must have just been basically doing Mama Maple's bidding, and that's the only reason she kept him around. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess he was useful. Mm-hmm. You know. Did he say they used to date? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they were together before yeah. she got together with Buggy, with Brother Buggy. <laughs> 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 Which I would really love to know what's the story there. You know. Yeah. Like you kind of, I mean, like you hear, you, you hear. I don't mean like as in I I know people this has happened with, but like stories where someone's been with one brother and then they get together with the other brother, and you know that appears in yeah. fiction quite a bit. But I, yeah, I'd love to know sort of why and what happened and everything. Um, and how they still get along. <laughs> yeah, okay. and maybe that's why, you know, part well part of the reason he, he was um, kind of going after Mariah is because to sort of replace Mama Mabel, kind of. I mean, it's obviously for other reasons as well, because, you know, it's... But, um... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Misty arrives at the... Uh... Does Misty arrive at the office? Oh, no. So, okay, sorry. So, Mariah arrives at Cottonmouth's office and uh, tells Cottonmouth to drop all the Luke Cage stuff. And then she tells him about the phone call. And then they sort of get very quickly, as, you know, close relatives can, <laughs> into arguing about family stuff. And this has obviously been building up for a long time because Cottonmouth is clearly very angry um, about Mama Mabel. Um, and he's been kind of a bit dismissive of her before in the series as well, because even though he clearly had talent, she never kind of nurtured it. Um, she instead just dragged him into the family business. And it was Mariah that was sent to the boarding school. And this is when we find out that she was actually sending her away to keep her away from Pete, which is like, oh, but just he's still he's he was still obviously doing it, you know? That's horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's and, horrible. And just based on her reaction alone, it's like, even as a like the fact that he's blaming her at all is just like, mm-hmm. it's so gross. It like when Cottonmouth just kind of goes after Mariah like that so gross yeah and then she's angry at him because he um you know he was he was protected because obviously pete wasn't after him and everything and she was the one who had to raise him because he was dropped off as a baby um and cottonmouth's angry at mama mabel because mama mabel made him kill Pete, and pete was the only one who had his back so they're both really angry with each other and then he goes way too far and basically says that um, she used to flirt with Pete and that she wanted it. Mm. And then... So, so gross. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> what was your reaction to the next moment, guys? Because <laughs> Nutty called it. I think at this moment I, I like, jumped up out of my chair and yelled, what the fuck, <laughs> when I watched yeah. this. Yeah, but were you guys, like, uh, I guess you guys were surprised. Were you disappointed to see Cottonmouth go, like... Like this, uh, I mean, this early on, seven episodes in, just over halfway through the season. Surprised. I feel like he was gonna, he was gonna go at some point or another, and I felt like it was probably. I actually thought about it, like at the beginning of the episode. I was like, this is the episode where he's probably gonna die. They're probably gonna get rid of him somehow because because we're getting flashbacks. We already established last time we spoke about this that Mariah was gonna be the big bad. So. I felt like this had to come true. So I was like, no, he's going to die this episode. And he did. <laughs> also, we know from Pop that once you start getting flashbacks about yourself, you usually are going to die in the cage. 
exactly. You know, we know someone was going to die. We know Mama Mabel and Pete are already dead, so it's either going to be Mariah or, or Cottonmouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we know I, something's going to happen. Which is why I messaged you, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but, um, there's like an image too, like when they're arguing, when Mariah and Cottonmouth are arguing, where Mariah is actually the one standing in front of the um, Biggie Smalls. Oh, poster. really? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. So, yeah, poor Cottonmouth gets a bottle over the head and pushed through the window, and then he's kind of lying on the ground going, ah! And then he gets a, like, I don't know what it was, like a. Like a mic stand. Like a mic stand, yeah, to the head <laughs> repeatedly. That's, that's and, like. Do you realize that's like the ultimate insult like of <laughs> a musician and she kills him with a mic stand. She's using his own club to kill like, him. What, yeah. The only worst thing would have been if she took a grand piano and slammed <laughs> it. That would have been funny if 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 uh, she drops it on him. Yeah, if like, a, window, like a Roger Rabbit she death. The piano, she puts it, push the piano out the window too. Yes, yeah, like, like, oh. like Isn't that <laughs> the way that um, Eddie Valiant's brother went in uh, Roger Rabbit? Where she's like, Toom pushed a, dropped a piano on his head. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and in the meantime, she is going, like, crazy, just screaming, I did not want it! Like, oh, she's so good. Yeah. And then, of course, Shady Shades <laughs> appears out of the shadows. Out of fucking nowhere again. <laughs> God, this guy. And he's like, I, like look I, at you! <laughs> You didn't like it? It was too weird. It was too weird. It was like, Jeezy's like, he's, it's just creepy that he's, he was just waiting there. And it doesn't seem like, it just doesn't seem realistic. It's too cartoony. You know what I mean? Shades is a cartoon character. He really is. Maybe he's got like a, a power, a superpower where like he can just creep in and out of shadows from wherever. So like he just ducks into a shadow in one room and then can <laughs> come out of a shadow in another room. Oh, that would be and an amazing <laughs> superpower. <laughs> and that's that's like linked in with why he has to wear his shade somehow. I don't know how, but it is. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, it's the shade of, you know, instead of a shadow, it's like <laughs> shading. Oh my god. <laughs> that's why he's called shades. Oh man. <laughs> Nothing to do with the sunglasses. <laughs> They're just <laughs> complete coincidence. Just call me the shade. Oh, I think we're on to side, guys. That would be amazing. Oh, by the way, have we lost Will? Have we lost Will? We did, yeah. Will, Will come back. back. I'm still here. Oh, Will's, Will's being a shady I I shade. <laughs> no, you sound fine now. Okay. You're just doing a shade. <laughs> Standing in the shade. <laughs> um. <laughs> cool. So yeah, and he basically appears and he's like, "Wow, look at you!" Uh, and he tells her the first time killing is always the hardest. And then he says, "Look what Luke Cage did to your cousin." I just didn't like that he jumped in at such a vulnerable moment for her. Like, but she doesn't point. like she doesn't really break down either. Like, even she's just done it, and you you kind of see her realize what she's done. But she it's not like she breaks down and starts crying you know like something's obviously snapped in her but i mean it's i don't know i feel like she'd be toughened to this stuff though already because she's seen her own family members be murdered in front of her obviously Mm -hmm. not a family member that she loved but you know like 
she's seen killings before, and she's like, well, what are you going to do? She's like, who loses his finger in front of me? I'm going to go do my homework upstairs now. <laughs> she just shrugs and is like, Roop. And only because she was told to do her homework upstairs. Yeah. She's going to just keep sitting there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Luke meets Misty outside the precinct and she sees his sweatshirt and is like, hmm, because obviously she's like, why have you, why have you got a, like, uh, Domingo's sweatshirt on? That's weird. Um, No one knows anything. um, She says, like, no one knows anything about Luke. uh, But then why did Scarf go specifically to him for protection? Um, But Luke's like, hey, look at that truck over there. There's all the guns from the heist. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Look at that truck over there! <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, and then he basically says he's going to end Cottonmouth, um, and he wants to make him suffer. And we're like, oh no! <laughs> like those words couldn't come at any worse timing, Luke, because it's well, clear what's going to happen. He also says, "I'm not going to kill him." He does say, "I'm not going to kill he him." He says, "I should kill him, but I'm not." I'm like, don't say that in front of a cop, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if it's one that you've had sexy times with, okay, Luke? She's still a cop. Yeah. Respect the badge. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, Misty's like, well, it, you know, I need it to be by the by the books. Um, so then we cut to Misty back in her office, and we see that the desk opposite her scarf's old desk is covered with bags of evidence of guns. And then Ridley's like, you know, this is great, we've got all these guns, but you're still not out of the doghouse. Um, the phone rings and Misty gets a phone call she seems shocked and then she gets up and leaves suddenly Uh, and in the next scene Luke and Claire are having a little a little walk they seem to do this a lot walk and discuss stuff they like having their walks and they're discussing Luke's outfit he wore when he escaped Seagate so that was a nice detail that we went back to that because I want to know how it came about him going oh yeah so I wore uh, a yellow blouse and like some weird cuffs and a tiara. <laughs> okay. It just seems weird. Like, how did this come up? Like, I mean, yeah. I know he's kind of telling her about the story of him, but he, he like must really go into detail because yeah. I imagine the only other person he's told that is like Reva, maybe. Well, um, Reva saw him. In oh yeah. His, <laughs> <outfit>. <laughs> his lovely outfit. <laughs> Uh, Claire brings up Luke's father and Luke says, oh, my father doesn't even know that I'm alive. And we've obviously heard a bit about his father before because his father was very religious. And uh, I think Luke said he was a pastor um, because that's how like Luke obviously got the name Luke Cage. Um, His father didn't want to raise a black criminal, but ended up raising one anyway. But Claire's like, oh, your dad would be proud of you now. And and then says that she thanks him a lot for trusting her with the story of his life. And then we see a sniper targeting Luke, and the sniper says, Hey, Carl, one Judas for another. Uh, then Claire mentions her lawyer friend, and I'm like, Yay, Daredevil, yay! I still love you, Daredevil, you're my boy! And, <laughs> and then the shots ring out, and Luke gets a gunshot to the stomach, and her and Claire stare at it in shock as he starts bleeding, and then collapses, screaming in pain. The end didn't of the episode. Didn't we hear an explosion as well? I didn't because I'm deaf, but you might have. It didn't say it. In <laughs> I heard a noise. Yeah, I heard after the bullet hit him. I like heard a kind boom. of a, Yeah, it was like a. Ooh, <laughs> like, ooh. Like a 
There goes his M- liver. Multiple explosions. distress after getting shot in the gut. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, oh, God. He's going to give really bad shits. I'm going to say he gets some irritated bowel syndrome all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bullet was that? <laughs> it was a bullet filled with uh, gluten. He's like, oh, my bowels. <laughs> <laughs> And he's lucky. He's he's lucky. He got shot right next to a, a medic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets injured, and they just happen to be around Claire. Oh, Claire, you're always there <laughs> when people I don't need think you. The sniper was uh, thinking about that when he shot him. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you guys think this sniper is? Like, I mean, as I said, I mean, next week we find out that it's Bullseye. But I mean, who at the moment do you think it is? <laughs> Some crony. I don't know. Somebody works for... You got it in for him, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Somebody works for Diamondback. Yeah. His name, he needs a snaky name. What can his snaky name be? I liked liked Brad's uh, name of uh, Water Moccasin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but what if he's Copperhead? Oh, no. Oh, no. Copperhead? Coppermouth. What are they called? Copperhead. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) He could be Copperhead. Oh no, oh, he's garter sneak. Garter sneak. Oh, and he could wear like a fancy garter with his gun in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay, so now it is time for quotes. William, I'm going to go to you first. Yes. Um, oh, very special. This guest. made me laugh. Um, keep it down. I got white folks in the front room. I ain't wanting to scare them off. <laughs> I love that one as well. <laughs> I love. I, I really loved like Mama Mabel in this episode, even though she was a horrible character. <laughs> um, Melanie, you can go next. Uh, I can't remember the whole quote, but it was something like uh, Cottonmouth, and he was like, "They're all loyal. We're all good." <laughs> <laughs> sure, they are. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Tammy. Uh, one of mine is with uh, Cottonmouth when he. T- He's telling uh, Luke about the parlay, and he tells him to meet him at Harlem's Paradise. Bring your apron. (laughs) And then he just laughs. He laughs at his own joke, and it's amazing. (laughs) I love that he's always laughing at his own jokes. It's great. When he he says later that he he was feeling himself, like, when I rewatched it, and he was kind of, like, going off on... um, on shades, and he was laughing a lot of the time. I was like, he really was feeling himself. Look at that. He cracked me up. Uh, Matt. I didn't want it. Squish, squish, squish. <laughs> <laughs> splat, splat, splat. Um, I have one, which is caught mouth. You thought I only had a hand in one of the pies, but I own the whole goddamn bakery, son. <laughs> I love that one. And I think he kind of laughs at himself then as well. He's like, I'm so funny. <laughs> um, uh, do you guys <laughs> do you guys have any more quotes? Uh, yeah, I have another Cottonmouth one. <laughs> he's, just, he's on a roll. We've got to make the most of them in this episode. <laughs> uh, Carl Lucas, that's a square-ass name. Oh, if my mom would name me that, I'd change my name to Luke Cage too. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Carl. Coral. 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 <laughs> Coral. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so that was the quotes. We have one piece of feedback for this week. Mel. Glenn. 
<laughs> we got a piece of feedback from our little pal Sedna. Oh, Sedna! <laughs> Sedna! And she has a little bit of an Easter egg in it as well. Oh, By the looks. Right, I'm going to put it in Skype. But it's not the time yet. Oh, I know. Well, it's fine. Actually, I should have done Easter eggs already, shouldn't I? <laughs> it is time oh, for Easter eggs. We do those before feedback. <laughs> Okay, we'll go ahead. I'm, I'm so sleepy, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, there's only two Easter eggs. Okay, you ready? So, at yeah. one point, Luke is referred to as Harlem's Captain America. And there are similarities between the two, not only um, in the uh, origin of Luke Cage in the comics, it was an experiment that gave him his powers that was trying to replicate the super soldier serum, which originally created Captain America. But also both characters, this is according to Den of Geek, are no-nonsense, straight-shooting, don't like bullies, and don't like swearing. Is this the first time they've explicitly said another, like, a character from the movie's name? I think so. We get mention of Iron Man later in the series. Okay. A very memorable mention. Wink. They say Iron Man. Yeah, they say Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the guy who plays Bobby Fish says, because his name's Ron. I can't remember his surname, so he just says Iron Man. <laughs> it's an Easter egg. Um, so another Easter egg. Uh, the lawyer that is seen defending Cottonmouth, we've seen him before. Do you remember where, guys? Put your little thinking hats on. Is he a... Uh... Fisk's lawyer? He is Fisk's lawyer. He's Donovan. He's the one that um, handed the uh, the Braille um, uh, documents to Matt upside down, <laughs> like a dick. <laughs> um, he's that guy. Um, yeah, so it would make sense that he, you know, can get uh, Cottonmouth off because he seems to be the go-to lawyer for criminals in Marvel. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So we might have to see if he'll show up again. Anyway, now back to uh, your regular programming and uh, feedback. And this one is from Sedna. All right. <clears throat> oh, man, my voice. <laughs> oh, you can you can uh, hand over to someone else if you want. Not me, because I'm sick. No, 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 that's okay. I just got to prepare my voice here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking God, it's Donovan! <laughs> Does Sedna write this while, like, drinking a lot of alcohol? Maybe. <laughs> it's <done>. <laughs> <laughs> Last scene handing Matt Murdock's Fisk's upside down braille disclaimer. He's the go to supervillain lawyer to get Cottonmouth off scot free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is just what we were talking about, Senna. <laughs> <laughs> no! Captain Dot Kima's fallen on her sword over scarf! Poor Misty's got to contend with Aie up her, her ass and in, Inspector. <laughs> Power shoulders. Respect to power shoulders. <laughs> Who's gunning for power shoulders? <laughs> Rhodes piano flashback time. Clearly, Mariah and Cottonmouth learned everything from tyrannical Mama Mabel and her Oh my fucking god, secretors! <laughs> mm-hmm. Parallels with Fisk here, being brought up witnessing and participating in br- brutal violence is the making of a villain. Mm-hmm. Luke, listen to Claire! Everyone knows she's the voice of reason. How can she look so hot in that dowdy green cardi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, guys. So green, as we know, is the color of Cottonmouth. And all of his little minions wear something green. So do you think this means something that Claire's wearing green? 
Surprise twist! <laughs> She's really the big bad of the season. <laughs> it really is. Yes. She's going to be the big bad of the Defenders. <laughs> Just as she's about to pull that bullet out of Luke, she's going to shove it in further. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my fucking god, Godmouth! Your beloved Uncle Pete was a a pedo. (laughs) A pedo. (laughs) A pedo. (laughs) Mariah, kill that victim-blaming fucker. Yeah. (laughs) And in Slope's shades, witness the whole thing natch. To help with the cleanup, Harvey Keitel style, <laughs> yeah. and it's extremely creepy villain couple dynamic with Mariah. Yes, just as Claire mentions her lawyer friend, it's foggy, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, it should be. <laughs> yeah, Matt's got a lot of reputation to regain after the Punisher's trial fiasco. Oh my fucking god! I wonder who can this mystery sniper be with the Judas bullet. <laughs> thank you Sarah <laughs> and many thanks for introducing us to the character name Power Shoulders <laughs> I love it yeah I'm not going to remember that actual character's name so I'll just probably call them I Ridley Power Shoulders Priscilla Power Shoulders <laughs> I love it okay so now it is time to rate this episode Will you can go first because you are the specialist of special guests Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I am. It was a, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good episode. Um, this is our first time seeing it in, what I guess, a month or so. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Cottonmouth died surprisingly. I wasn't expecting. I figured he would be the big bad for the whole season when I first watched this. So um, Cottonmouth dying and Luke getting hurt. So uh, two big things. So I'll give mm-hmm. episode eight. Um, squishy bullets. <laughs> Eight out of ten squishy bullets. <laughs> bullets made out of jelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Squishing up is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, you can go next. I liked it a lot. I like how they uh, threw us off by uh, getting rid of Cottonmouth early and making Mariah, I'm assuming, the main bad guy. Although maybe she'll share that with Shades. Or maybe Shades is the, bad, the main bad guy. I don't know. But uh, it was interesting. And uh, Claire Temple is. Claire Temple. She's the bad guy, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I'll give it a 9 out of 10 family feuds. Matt, I was reading your handwriting and it looked like you wrote family farts. <laughs> <laughs> the family that farts together stays together. <laughs> Mel, you can go next. Man, I don't even have a rating ready. I, I've just been... Uh, uh, you're not the only one that's off tonight. Aww. <laughs> um, We've uh, got the Skype flu. I've got, oh, yeah, exactly. It's contagious. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it okay. I didn't like it as much as last week's episode. Um, I do. I did enjoy the flashbacks, despite them being really weird and like, cre- like just creepy. But like, you get like a good sense of their background, which kind of makes you, you know, sympathize with them better. Um, so I did like that aspect. Uh, oh man, what kind of the pressure's on? Pressure's on. I know. I know. Um. Um. White bottles. Oh, what? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, 
Man, yeah, you, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Seven out of ten, why I'm bonus of ten? Awesome. Tammy, you're next. Um, I really, really like this episode. I think so much happened and kind of left us where, like, I could, I cannot wait to watch the next episode. And, um, you know, I've been excited to watch all the other episodes, but this is the first time where I'm like, I might have to watch this episode tonight. Like, I, I need to find out more about how this story progresses. And at this point, now I'm like, oh, I can't believe we're having to wait and watch one episode a week. Wow. Before I was like, yeah. Like, before, <laughs> up until this point, I'm like, okay, you know, one episode a week. I got a lot of TV shows I watch, guys, so it was fine <laughs> that I only watched one episode a week. But now I'm like, I really want to watch just, like, the rest of it. Um... I like the Mama Mabel stuff a lot because I like I want to dislike her and say she's a horrible person. But at the same time, like just that scene of besides Shades, I I can't even with Shades, but like (laughs) the scene, you know, because Shades talked very highly of her and all the stuff that she did. But whatever, that's Shades. But like her taking care of Sister Boy like that to me was like she just takes care of her. Harlem and her people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that means killing people, whatever. As long as, like, you know, a lot of the majority of her people are safe, then that's all that matters to her. And it's, she just doesn't go about it a very good way. <laughs> but, um, but then watching poor Cottonmouth and Mariah and how they grew up was so sad. Um, and yeah, it just, it puts Mariah in a different light to me. So, um, yeah, I like it. I, I I really, really like this episode. So I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 numbers, pussies, and guns. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, and I really like this episode as well. There's a lot of great stuff happening. Um, there's not actually that... It doesn't feel like there's that, that much Luke in this episode, um, which is kind of weird because it's his show. Uh, but there's so much other stuff going on. There's so many characters in this show. They, this is when they, you know, like in the first episode we had, they need to start thinning the herd. And I think this is when they're, they're starting to, because we've obviously lost Scarf, we've lost Pop, and now we've lost um, Cottonmouth as well. Um, so they're really sort of ramping up the body count. Uh, and, and don't forget Tone and Chico. Oh, yeah, and, and Tone and Chico, yeah, of course. <laughs> never never forget. And and Dante and um and oh, yeah. the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It could be Luke in the next episode, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything can happen. So yeah, I really like it. I love seeing the flashbacks. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, I love. I still love Misty Knight, my favorite character. I don't really like Claire in this season, this series. I. I don't know what it is. I just find it is a bit too much that she always just happens to be there and she'll just turn up and go. Uh, she's like, she's like not exposition Claire. She's moral conscience Claire. She just turns up and is like, hey, this is what you should do. Okay, bye. And like, I don't know. I, I just want her. I think she's such a great character. I just want her to have something else to do than just this. But I don't know what that is because she's not working at the hospital now. Um... I know, I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to give it, anyway, an 8 out of 10 head puddles. You know, it's probably kind of realistic that uh, Claire doesn't really 
like she's just kind of floating right now so mm-hmm. it is kind of realistic that she'd be doing this kind of stuff just like she doesn't have anything to do so she's not that interesting but she maybe she feels that way about herself right now you know? <laughs> i mean she's not even working right does she have a job yeah. yet <laughs> no unless she's helping at the diner maybe She's had, like, a self-imposed job by, like, helping superheroes, but... <laughs> so, I'm just thinking she's, like, super bored. She's just waiting for things to happen. <laughs> That's her super superhero name, super bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that gives this episode 8.2 average, which is good. Yeah, good episode, I think. So, now, I will say thank you, lovely Will, for, for guesting. No, thank you. I know you've no, been looking forward to the to show. Oh, it's always lovely yeah. to have you. We we love you, Will. Oh, <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> how, how how dare you? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. So, Will, where can people find you on the internet if they want to listen to more of your sultry tones? Oh boy, you can find me on Down Below, which is a Babylon 5 intro cast. Uh, you can find Matt A and I on Spartacast, which reminds me yeah. to publish the latest episode. And I guess um, next month, the Sensei podcast will be back because they're supposed to be doing a Christmas special, but Ooh. I haven't heard anything about it in a while, so I don't know what's actually happening. <laughs> I still need to watch season yeah. one. I've got it on my list on Netflix, and I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really yeah, I need to see it. Yeah, awesome. And you're also on, um, uh, and thank you very much for this, you suffered through the final season, season 10 of X-Files with us over at Intro to X. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for making it yeah. easier on us. Seriously. <laughs> uh, will you come back for Iron Fist, Will? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I have to um, marvel at the beauty of Finn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the human golden labradoodle that he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is time the time where I'd ask my co-hosts what they've been up to this week. And this is also the first time, I think, since we started Defenders, where when I say this question, there will actually be a different answer. So Matt and Mel... Any news on the Twin Peaks podcast? <laughs> uh, well, we just put out a new one. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, you yeah, just reviewed the uh, Mark Frost book, uh, The yeah. Secret History of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And definitely made me not sad that I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for your episode. Uh, but it was a really good episode. I enjoyed reading, uh, uh, listening to it. Um, however, I will say I'm still waiting for you to do an episode to review the Twin Peaks cookbook. <laughs> Haven't bought it yet. <laughs> you have to make every single recipe. All right. Every single one. Every, that's that's a oof, that's quite the task. <laughs> it is. Well, one of them requires like four rabbits, so I can't remember what it was, and I was like, eh. Uh, yeah. I have no idea where I would acquire that. <laughs> hey, you live by the woods. <laughs> I assume because you live in Canada. um cool so tammy uh podcasting lately for you um me and you just uh covered the final episode of x hopefully the final episode of x files on intro to x yeah we've got one one last uh wrap-up episode where i've got a lot of stats that i pulled together so we'll see how that goes um (laughs) And that'll be it for what, at least what a journey a year. it's been. <laughs> yes, 
seriously. <laughs> um, there have been there have been laughter. There have been tears. <laughs> There's been a lot of shouting. <laughs> <laughs> All the shouting. Yeah. Um, we should say as well. We'll be on. yeah. We'll be moving on to a new uh, a new thing in two weeks. Do you want to mention about that? Uh, sure. The Cal. Oh, God, I hope I pronounced this correctly. <laughs> I keep screwing it up every time I try. Uh, the Calavici Fashion Cast. Yeah. So we're going to be uh, covering Quantum Leap. So very excited about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not an intro cast. It's just going to be us chatting. No scores, which will be nice. Yeah. But we definitely will see who's wearing, who's who's best dressed and who's worst dressed, we'll I am sure. Definitely be rating the uh, fashions in the show. <laughs> Yes, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be things that I'm like, I would never wear that, and certain things I'm be like, oh, I wish I had that. So absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so if anyone out there has ever wanted to watch, um, anyone out there, anyone out there, if any of our listeners have ever wanted to watch Twin, uh, Twin Peaks, oh, I'm so tired, Quantum Leap, or you have watched it and love it, um, then like ping us a message on our Facebook page, and we'll see if we can get your little guest spot on the. On the on one of the episodes, <laughs> or something, or more, uh, or more. I Oh, so good! I love it's Quantum so, Leap. It's really good. I watched yeah. it in the last couple of years, like the all five seasons, and I cried a lot, and I laughed a lot as well. <laughs> I cried at so the finale. Yeah, we'll be part of a podcast where we'll, there'll be laughter and tears. There might be a lot of shouting. Lots of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We like to keep things consistent. <laughs> so, so anyway guys now it's time to predict what's going to happen next week and obviously with that finale you know, or that final scene it's like <gasps> anything could happen uh, next week's episode is called Blowing Up the Spot what do you guys think is going to happen mm. that's that's uh, in reference to Luke Cage's guts <laughs> <laughs> maybe he had a little spot on his tummy and that bullet blew it up yep. you mean it got rid of his cancer Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. You didn't know it, but he's cured. He had like he had like a spot of cancer, like like skin cancer on his belly, and then they, they blew it up. Just they a little spot. Obliterated it. And he's like, hey, thanks, gunman. <laughs> so without knowing it, Mystery Gunman, who's really bullseye, has actually done him a favor. Yeah. And then Mystery Gunman, who's actually bullseye, is going to be like, god damn it. <laughs> awesome. So do you guys reckon, like, how do you reckon Luke is going to... Um, how is Claire going to fix a bullet hole in a guy who has unbreakable skin? I don't know because, yeah, how could you? I cut mean, it? yeah, I like it. It obviously broke his skin. Yeah, right? he's a, she's already got a hole to go through. But what if the bullets like, moved around? It, it like closes. It closes up around the bullet. Hole. <laughs> like Wolver- he's not Wolverine, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they could. I she could always go in. Um, she could go in through his eye again, or th- or through his butt, like we said before. Oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> I guess there are other holes in your body, so whatever. <laughs> we shall we shall have to wait and see. Well, that will be next week's episode. In the meantime, Will, you can take us out with uh, a Excelsior or a Sweet Christmas or a I didn't like it or whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com 
You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!